Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to my very first podcast. Let's talk about mental health. I'm very excited to talk about this needed conversation. Um, so let me start with introductions. My name is Carlotta Griffin. I'm an Omaha, Nebraska native, and I moved to Houston, Texas about two years ago. Um, so I was very nervous to make this podcast, and anyone that knows me knows I am an introvert at heart, and I can get very anxious when speaking in front of large groups. So the good thing about this is I don't have to see y'all or pretend that I'm looking at y'all in your underwear or staring at some dot on the wall. I can just speak and say what's on my mind. And so my spirit has been telling me, you know, these last few weeks that someone needs to hear this. Someone needs to hear my testimony about mental health and what it is, what it means to take care of it because it is such an a topic that we just shy away from and it needs to be part of the conversation. So this is the first of three episodes. Um, today we will be discussing what mental health is, breaking it all the way down, and why it is so important to take care of. So before we dive in, let me share some disclaimers. I am not a psychologist by any means. I am not licensed or provisionally licensed. Like I didn't even go to school for counseling. Um, my background is in psychology and special education, which can overlap with mental health issues in various ways. So basically, I'm just, you know, a young black woman sharing my thoughts and perspective on mental health. And I feel like sometimes it's easier for us to connect with, you know, people that we know, sharing their story um, to kind of get a real feel for it. So any information that, um, that I do share that is not my own, I will always give, give credit um, I truly believe that collaboration is a vital skill to have, and the more we work together, the better. Okay, so now that those formalities are out the way, let's dive on in. As I am talking, I want you to take the time to really reflect on your own life and health, and hopefully you can say to yourself, I felt that on some of these parts. Like when you hear some, if you hear me say something, or as I'm reading something, you say, um when you said dot 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 I felt that I want you to try to find a moment in this podcast where you have felt something so first we'll talk about what mental health is um from this website mentalhealth.gov they explain kind of what mental health is some early warning signs in mental health and wellness and so I'll give a brief overview of what this website says and then I'll go into my what I think of it in my own words so according to the website mental health includes our emotional psychological and social well-being it affects how we think feel and act it also helps determine how we handle stress relate to others and make choices mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior could be affected. Many factors contribute to mental health problems, including but not limited to biological factors such as genes and or brain chemistry, life experiences such as trauma or abuse, and or family history of mental health problems. So mental health problems are common, but help is available. I think that's 
the key thing that I want to stress in this podcast that help is available and that we need to be comfortable with seeking that help. Um, so then it, the website goes on to talk about some early warning signs um, like eating or sleeping too much or too little, having low or no energy, um, feeling helpless or hopeless, um, yelling or fighting with family and friends, having persistent thoughts and memories you can't get out of your head, um, inability to, form, to perform daily tasks and taking care of your kids or like getting to work or school. And so what I do want to point out is that with these early warning signs, it's um, it's like over like a period of time. So we have those days where we don't get enough sleep or we sleep too much because we're tired, you know, or we're just kind of in a rut. Um, mental health is more like over a, a long period of time. Like you have days, weeks, months where you're eating or sleeping too much or too little you know, days, weeks, months, years of you feeling helpless and hopeless, you know, so that I do want to point out. And then the, sorry, my phone's dying. (laughs) The website does um, share some mental health and wellness. Um, Positive mental health allows people to realize their full potential, cope with stresses of life, work productively, and make meaningful contributions to their communities. And so some ways to maintain positive mental health include getting professional help if you need it, connecting with others, staying positive, getting physically active, helping others, getting enough sleep, and developing coping skills. Um, so even though these are a list of ways, I think that all of these ways play such a role in having positive mental health. I think that you know, sometimes, like, we hear, like, a list, like, oh, pick one, you know, on that, I'll do it. But let's say, for example, like, getting physically active, like, you can't just get physically active and think that your mental health is okay. You There are still some of the things you got to work through. Like, we still got to, you know, pick something else off the list because one of them is not solely going to help you maintain a positive life. Um, now, mental health does vary for certain people, and so... It very well may be the case that you just going to the gym or going for a walk every day doesn't prove your mood. It is very, so it's just, it's it's a gray area. So I can't sit here and say, you know, if you only do this and it's not going to work. It varies from person to person. Everyone's mental health is different. And so that's why we do have these options, um, you know. But I, you know, if you're, if you're picking one and you're seeing oh, you know, this isn't working, try adding on something else and seeing if those two things are working for you. You know, also don't think that, you know, well, it says if I get physically active then you know, I'm supposed to have positive mental health. Okay, well, maybe you should try something else. Like, maybe, you know, that particular coping skill just isn't working for you. I mean, that even though that's a whole other conversation about the effects of uh, physical exercise, but we're not going to get into that. Anyways... The website goes on to talk about, um, like, the basics of mental health, mental, myths of mental health, and so on and so forth. And so it's really good if you want to read about it. Um, but I'll move on. So I also want to share what uh, my friend Morgan, or Dr. McCain, as some people call her, um, had to share about mental health. She is a provisionally licensed psychologist, and she said... 
Our mental well-being and our physical well-being are connected. If we don't take care of our mental health, we'll experience an impact in our mood and our bodies. Accepting this reality can help end the stigma of seeking mental health help. If your loved ones have a fever several days in a row, we don't tell them to get over it. We tell them, go see a doctor and receive tools like medications, for example, to help reduce the fever. Symptoms of mental illness can be less noticeable than a fever, but they still potentially slow us down um, in undesirable ways. Seek help. This doesn't have to mean taking prescription drugs, although that is totally okay if that's the case, but seek help and get the tools. Um, so in my own words, uh, I, to me, mental health is how we view ourselves. It is the relationship we have with our subconscious, that little voice in our heads. This relationship is truly the foundation of all relationships. Let's not play, you know, like we don't talk to ourselves inside our heads. Okay, let's not act like, you know, we don't play out conversations, things like that. Okay, how we talk to ourselves, how we think of ourselves, how we take care of ourselves is all mental health. That relationship we have with our subconscious also affects our relationships with others. If the relationship is negative and unhealthy, we can portray that onto other people and vice versa. For example, if we think to ourselves, oh, I'm so unattractive, no one will date me, you know, etc. Someone comes along, and this could be a complete stranger. You know, this could be someone on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you know, posting a meme like um, how unattractive people are lonely, you know, and etc. We internalize that as if we were right all along. See, I knew I was unattractive because I'm lonely. We are using those negative comments or feelings to validate our negative feelings and it's just a cycle of negativity okay so this can enter this can be interchanged with any negative feeling a person might have it doesn't necessarily have to be about how you look or you know or dating or things like it can be any negative feeling but the longer we let those negative feelings fester and we do not replace them with positive ones we can dig ourselves into a deep dark hole you know, and this hole is called depression, okay? So if anyone's ever told you, you know, depression isn't real, tell them, you know, they can stub their toe on the biggest rock in the streets. I'm just playing. Don't say that. Um, you can either ignore them because they're wrong or you can educate them because they're wrong. And so I won't um, dive too much into the science side, um, but there's this article that harvard wrote in 2009 that talks about some of the causes of mental health and so i'll kind of read just a little bit about um what they said so um you know it's often stated that depression results from a chemical imbalance um and research suggests that depression doesn't spring simply from having too much or too little of certain brain chemicals. Rather, there are many possibilities of depression, including um, faulty mood regulation by the brain, genetic vulnerability, stressful life events, medications, medical problems. You know, there are all of these factors that could contribute to depression. It's not one thing or another. Like again, it's like it's pretty. It's a little gray. Um. So then it goes on to talk about, um, like, there are chemicals involved in this process, but 
it is not a simple matter of one chemical being too low or another being too high. Rather, many chemicals involved working both inside and outside nerve cells. There are millions, even billions of chemical reactions that make up the dynamic system that are responsible for your mood, perceptions, and how you experience life. Okay, so then it goes on to talk about the brain's impact on depression and regions of mood. And so it's very, it's a very science-y <laughs> article. Um, but anyways, it just talks about the various factors that cause depression. But you know, but guess what, y'all? But guess what? And I'm sure y'all said what? You don't have to improve your mental health alone. And I'll say that one more time for the people in the back. You don't have to improve your mental health alone. Like, you really don't. I am such a strong believer that in order to go through life's obstacles, you need a strong support system. And this support system can be your religion, your family, your friends, your therapist. I am so team get a therapist. Like, like so team get a therapist, okay? These can and should be your support systems they should be giving you meaningful and productive advice about how to cope you know sometimes we have those people in our life you know that you know they're there for us you know like oh you know i'm but sometimes they might not say the right thing or they don't know what to say and i and i get that you know because we all weren't taught coping skills at a young age like how i am teaching my younger students like because i teach middle school by the way but you know, like, I'm teaching them coping skills when they are going through something. And I'm telling them, you know, if you're going through this, you know, as your teacher, as someone who you see every day for eight hours, you don't have to experience this alone. You know, this is how you can, you know, cope with this situation. Um, but, you know, all this, you know, it sounds so simple, right? It sounds so easy. You know, all you get you a support system, get some coping skills. Cool. Uh... You know, but you know, let's be real. You know, like I said, like not all of us were taught how to cope. So how can we expect our support system to do that? But y'all are in luck because there are people whose actual job it is to teach you such things. And they're called therapists, you know, or psychologists or psychiatrists or doctors. They take different forms, but the bottom line is they actually go to school and do a bunch of observational hours and things like that of learning how to teach people coping skills to lead a healthy life like like it's so cool i i truly love therapists like they're just next to educators they are just the godsend of this world like you know like people out here teaching you how to lead a healthy life like you can't tell me that's not amazing okay we all have things that we need to work out okay I know that I did my freshman year, and so um, I'll give you a little background to this story. Um, like, growing up, I always knew I had anxiety and I was an introvert. Um, I just didn't know, like, what it was called or that it was really called anything. Like, I just thought that was just part of life, I guess. And so when I was in high school, I started researching and talking to my counselor about depression and some feelings I had been having. You know, and it was hard, you know, because in black families, we don't discuss mental health like we should like we really sweep that topic under the rug and that too is another conversation for another day but um so I'd express my thoughts um you know some people they're just looking at me crazy like you know are you not depressed or 
you know, oh, you know, just snap out of it. And I'm like, if I'm not depressed, you know, then what would you call this? Because it sure isn't happiness. Like, this, I know that this ain't what happiness feels like. So, you know, you don't want to call it depression, okay? I guess, but that's not helping me, right? So, anyways, so I let them, I let those feelings fester into my undergrad career and my freshman year was so rough for so many reasons um but it came to a point where I didn't want to live like I was just fed up I was fed up with school and feeling like I wasn't good enough you know I was behind in some of my classes like I had never been behind at in any class but like at that point or whatever so it was that was a new feeling for me like I was fed up with my social life because I didn't have anyone to hang out with you know I was fed up with my love life because this guy that I like like maybe you made me feel like shit and I'm just like um like I was just fed up like fed up um I was so fed up that I wanted to take my own life and I tried to but something like I don't know if it was God tapping me on the shoulder, if it was my spirit, if it was just the light from the part I don't know what it was, but something in me made me realize, Carly, you really don't want to die. You just don't want to not feel this way anymore. And I think that is a very powerful statement. It's not that you want to die; it's that you don't want to feel like this anymore. So. The next day, I went to the health center and asked to see a psychologist, and that changed my life. Like, that's when I became team, get you a therapist. Um, So, like, talking to this neutral person felt so good because I didn't have to worry about saying the wrong things or offending anyone. Like, you know, when you're you're just really just venting, um, like, I could just get everything off of my chest. And I had found my happy place my therapist taught me to find my happy place which I had not seen or felt in such a long time so during that time you know with my therapist I had vowed to never let myself get that deep down in that hole again and so I used the tools that he gave me um to live this life that I have today and like y'all just don't know well some of y'all might know but how much of a better place I am in because of that moment um now this doesn't mean that you know seeking a therapist you get rid of your depression or you get rid of your anxiety it doesn't really work like that like you know like because they are alive and kicking okay but I did learn how to live with it and how to cope with it I learned that happiness shouldn't be some weird feeling and now I can recognize when I'm feeling down. I rec- I can see in myself like, Carlita, you're in a wreck. You're, you know, you're feeling a little off. I can tell, you know, something ain't right. So, you know, pick one of your coping skills and figure out how you can get back on track. Um, And I, I think one of the best coping skills that I personally use is reflection. And I'll talk about that in my third um, podcast. And so... By the way, the second podcast is about communication, but um, reflection to me, like reflecting on certain situations and instances and things like that has allowed me to kind of 
look at a situation and kind of see kind of where things went wrong or where even things went right and figure out okay well you know this happened this is how I made you feel so okay let's move forward and so I'm in such a different space now and so I you know found the courage to do this podcast and share this story and so basically you know with mental health like it's a conversation it's a topic that needs to be had it needs to be a part of your conversation we're talking to your friends or your family you know and things like that because for so long we have just put it off you know or you know some people will just um keep to themselves while they're going through something and you know as I mentioned earlier from the article talking to people and helping others and things like that will help you lead a positive help you have positive mental health and I and I just truly encourage that like when you're going through something I get taking time to yourself you know if you need to go work out if you need to spend time to reflect or write in a journal or whatever coping skill works for you I understand that but like cutting yourself off from people and really thinking that you can do something by yourself is that that's not healthy and I and that's really not realistic because in all actuality our actions and our mood and our behavior you know they affect other people and so why not talk to people about you know what's going on so we can all work through it to because it's gonna affect us regardless whether we whether you choose to believe that in this moment or not it's going to affect us whether your friend is going through a loss or a bad breakup or a loss of a job it's going to affect you because their mood and their behavior is going to trickle onto you somehow some way so why not create that space of being able to talk to you about you know you know this is really hitting me hard like you know what should I do in in it's okay not to have all the answers you know like unless you're a therapist out here you know it's okay you know but even therapists like sometimes they don't have all the answers like you know and I think people just need to understand that sometimes you just need to vent sometimes you need to just let it out on the table and you know someone might pick up on what you said and they'll say you know I experienced this too and you know this is what helped me and I don't want people to look at that as it's a competitive conversation like I went through this yeah I went through this too like let's see how much we can win up here that's not how conversations should work (laughs) you know like you have to create that inviting space and a space for bravery of you know I too experienced this this is what worked for me so I wanted this first podcast to really just briefly talk about what is mental health why is it important to take care of it it is such a vital part of our lives that we you know don't even really realize how important it is um but we have to take care of it we have to find ways to take care of it because we just I really want people to lead happy lives like I really do I want everyone to find their happy place I want people to know what that feels like and value it you know and when people say protect your peace like that is real like do not let other people or situations bring you down or keep you down like protect your peace like that is so important and there are so many different ways that you can do that and so I hope you know after listening to this podcast that you've heard your I felt that moment and I hope that you 
have a little better understanding of what mental health is and why it's important to take care of it. Um, why it's important to recognize when you're not your best self and to find ways to get you back to your your best self so you can live your best life, okay? I'm all about, you know, living your best life. Like, whatever that looks like for you, it looks different for everyone. So, I hope that you have found your, I felt that moment. Feel free to share that with me, you know, what it was. So, the next episode will be about communication as it relates to mental health and then the third one will be about reflection so thank you all so much for listening i appreciate it and i will talk to you soon